0: Welcome to the IDP show. I'm your host, Josh Raymer, joined in the Sode Shack tonight. On my right, Adam Markham. Addy, how are you, hon? Doing well, Josh are you, mate. Another banger to bring us in from Sugar Daisy. Sure, sure. That's one of my highlights of doing the episode every week now is figuring out, like, all right, what song are we going to use to come in with here? Oh, yeah. You know what? He's got an unreal ear. <laughs> unreal eye for talent. Sure. Unreal ear. Just incredible taste. Unreal palate. What? What? Okay, we, your nose has to be bad then, because you can't have all the body parts just firing on all cylinders. Yeah, I can't smell much. Yeah. I got like a deviated septum and stuff. Do you snore like your dog snores? I don't know. I've never. Uh, that's the weird thing. You don't really know if you snore. People people say I do. There's rumors out there that I do <laughs> on the on the interwebs. Sure. On the Reddit board sure. for IDP podcasts? Sure. Yeah. I've heard Adam snores
1: <laughs> like a like a freight train. Yeah. So I don't know though. You know, that's um, we sleep with the uh, the sound machines. You ever use? Do you those? all have the sound machine that, in y'all's room? No, I
0: yeah, the white noise. Yeah, it's great. So we do that in Paxton's room, and when he was a baby and he was sleeping in our room in his little bassinet, we had that going. We liked it. It was good. We mm-hmm. don't sleep with it now because our fan is really old, Yeah, and it provides plenty of noise yeah. for us. We have it going on full blast. So we I will say we can't sleep in a completely quiet room. Yeah. There has to be some sort of noise. I'm fine with it being – I can sleep wherever, whenever. Don't I do matter. have to have a fan. If the fan is quiet, that's fine, but I have to have air circulating.
1: I don't need anything. I just need a, I just need a pillar.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> the thing. I think you're one of those, and I envy this. Like, Allie's the same way. There are so many great pictures of her just falling asleep. You put her anywhere, yeah, if yeah. she's tired enough, doesn't matter. Yep, I'll she's, sleep anyway. she's pushed two chairs together at the airport and, and curled up and slept. Yeah, and I'll get there pretty quick. Yeah, like I'm in envious of sleep. that. I'm, I'm, I'm so jealous. I have to be laying down in a bed. To fall asleep. I can't mm-hmm. fall asleep. Like, I'd love to be able to like sit in my recliner and just nod off, like, you know, yeah, our grandparents do, but I can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, that'd be awful. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm blessed. What can I say? Truly blessed. Yeah. Unreal uh, ability to fall asleep. <laughs> I got it all. Josh. You really are the total package.
1: I really am. Now,
0: your body's falling into a state of decay sure. as we approach sure. our mid 30s. Sure. But other than right. that, Everything's Will's up. Yeah. Will's all the way up for uh, for Addy Waddy. Yeah. Uh,
1: unfortunately, not Will's up. Tough week. I was going to say, do you week. want to talk about it? Sure. Sure. We got a accountability pod, Josh. <laughs> oh, God. People stop. No one cares. No one cares. You don't got to do that. You don't have to do that out there. I think people feel pressured to do that, I think, on the Twitters. I know. It's like we
0: said... You know, worrying about getting the takes right, it's like yeah. it's all content baby, yeah. no one cares. Nobody's going to go back and fact check you. No. One just cares. make them laugh, eat some pop tarts, yeah. drink a couple beers and it's all going to be all right. Stop being so serious. Yeah. Uh,
1: but yeah, it's tough. It was really tough. You know, my our my favorite league, the one that pays out the most money, lost that one. And it, it was just like down like projections were like neck and neck the entire time until Monday night, so had to sweat it out. Um then uh, Unreal, the perfect season, chance of the perfect season. <laughs> yeah. The uh, the was, Patriots. Was fifteen, let's see. Yeah, it was fifteen and zero because I got the bye. Yep. Uh, and then old Joey the Tooth. <laughs> Back in the championship
0: game, second mm. year in a row. And he takes got you me. out. He got me. Who uh, was it that he had that? He had um, Alex
1: Highsmith. Yep. Um he had Did he have Anthony, Cam Anthony. He had Anthony Walker. I no, I had Cam Hayward okay. and Chase uh Clayful. Yeah. Um more like Chase Clayful. <laughs> I said that. I know.
0: <laughs> I could tell. I just wanted to reiterate. It was pretty good. <laughs> did you do that on purpose? Uh, or accident? Uh, uh,
1: uh. No. Um, let's see. Who else did he have? It doesn't matter. He won, and uh, yeah, he just <laughs> crashed my fantasies. He yeah. ruined my fantasies. So, um, oh, it's, it's all right though. We we still came away with some money. We, I think we we cleared about six hundred. There you go. Could have yeah. been fifteen hundred. Could have been a uh, much better. Uh, evening, make me sick. week, but there's, whatever.
0: There is no feeling quite like sweating out the championship when there's some serious quiche on the line.
1: Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I was in the I, a few of those leagues, I didn't really think I had um, a chance at it. So, to, you know, to be in the mix at all was kind of nice.
0: And we should congratulate one of our own, Dr. Leezus. Dr. Leezus, yes, Won that's who I title. played. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, absolute honor. Absolute honor, Dr. Leezus, if you're listening. Unreal competitor. Love you, Mike.
0: He did ask. See you
1: you in the uh, virtual world. Yeah,
0: Seriously. Yeah. We'll (laughs) uh, play Halo
1: with Dr. Leezus lately. Dr.
0: Leezus, his brother, absolutely carried us. Yeah, Um, Ryan's really good. Yeah. Ryan is a Halo God. We'd look up at the score. Me and Adam would have like four kills and six kills. Lee would have like 10 or 12. And then Ryan would have like 25. Just absolute, just like little tiny babies just carrying us.
1: I appreciate you giving me four kills. That's very nice.
0: I was actually giving you six in that example because I didn't want to be a, a
1: jackass host. I'm uh, I'm getting better though. I'm I, you know I've I've got I've got a lot of pride, so I've uh, been putting in some time. Have you really? <laughs> no, you have not. Played a few games. Did That's you- a good games. That's a good game. You said, you said once you hit 15, you were going to be back to your old ways. It's tough, man. We we used to play Halo a lot probably in our early 20s. Yeah, and, like college. And we've taken a, a good 10 years off. About a decade, yeah. And so, yeah, we've gotten a little bit back into it with the new uh, Halo Infinity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's an awesome game. It's great, but we we're very bad. We are
0: very washed up. Yes. Uh, so our, our reflexes are terrible. Yes, very we slow. still don't. We don't know the buttons. Like it's not second nature like it used to be. Very
1: early on the melees.
0: Yes. Way too early. <laughs> like four feet away from the other person. Like no chance of hitting them. Yeah. So we're uh, we're working working through it. You know, getting getting rid of some of the rust. But yeah. Look for us to maybe start a Twitch account, guys. Yeah, once we're not embarrassing ourselves. Like like our boy Sneeko, Dynasty Sneeko, said, yeah. I just want to be like a solid role player on the basketball team. Yeah. Come in, you know, couple buckets, couple assists, maybe a few rebounds. Yeah. Just, just you know, don't be a huge drain on the team. Yeah, not me. I want to be the star, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> Some very funny moments, I will say. That's what I realized I've missed mm. is... Just the – I had a PlayStation, and I ended up selling it because I, like, I never play it. And I think I have realized I kind of went through this phase of, like, I enjoy playing multiplayer. Then I was like, I don't want to play multiplayer. I just want to play by myself, like, you know, play through some campaigns of some fun games. And now I've come back around to, like, the only way I'm going to drag myself out here to the shed to play video games is if it's an excuse to, like, hang out with the boys mm-hmm. – and, you know, play some Halo and get waxed and Real, dude. It was trash like, talk other teams. Yeah, that was like some of the hardest I've laughed in a while. Truly. It was a lot of fun. It was very fun. I, it made me very happy that I... Because I, I didn't have any kind of console for a while there. And yeah. I was like, let me go...
1: You betrayed us. Yeah. Do we to have
0: the betrayal yes, drop. Do we still I, have it? No, it's gone. We need to add that one. That's a great one. We need to, yeah. We need to utilize all four panels of the board <laughs> so I can just panic, scroll through them and try to find <laughs> the right drop. That'd be great. So, um... Anyways, tonight, we could uh, sit here and talk Halo all night, and we just might come the offseason.
1: Holler if you want our gamer tags.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll give them to you. They're from college, as you'll see. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, what we're going to do tonight, we mentioned it on last week's episode. We are going to look at the IDPs, who were the championship winners for you. These were the guys over the past three weeks, so weeks uh, 15, 16, 17, who scored the most at defensive tackle, defensive end, linebacker, cornerback, and safety. These are your MVPs for the playoffs for IDP. So we did the uh, IDP MVP episode a little earlier a few weeks ago, Addy. That was for the regular season. Now we're paying attention to the playoffs. This is something we've said before, especially if you're in a dynasty league, don't check out at the end of the season. Right. Pay attention to what's happening because you can – sometimes pick up on these guys that play well near the end of the season who might be relevant come 2022.
1: Yeah, it's very true. Although, based on the list I'm looking at right now, yeah. just some of the names,
0: we got some vets on here. We do have some vets. And so this is a good segue into you have been working on ah. your Dynasty Rankings. Available over at the IDP Make sure you're subscribed over there. You are hitting, uh, John Macri in our DMS with some lightning round of questions, this or that, you know, player a player B, I think to kind of calibrate where these guys were going to fall.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's always nice to bounce things off of, of, guys like that. Uh, that's the best thing about, you know, what we do just getting to work with some of these brilliant minds, legends, true um, legends. So, yeah uh yeah I was I was bothering John all day asking him you know this guy or that guy and uh we were pretty much in line on, on a lot of these guys he did make me think on, on on a lot of them um and 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 rethink you know so so yeah it, that stuff's really helpful but yeah excited to have these done I've been working on these a lot uh very hard very hard yeah cause we're you know Again, a lot of these guys are are aging, you know, um. and that's
0: what that's that was what I was going to mention was a lot of vets on this list. I kind of want to see like what are we thinking? Does this late season surge change any opinions on certain guys, or is it just like, nah? I think the downward kind of tug of age and just slowing down, yeah, doesn't isn't affected by this, you know, performance weeks 15 through 17 right.
1: it's gonna it's gonna fall off it, it it's it has to fall off for a lot of these guys so so yeah um figuring that out into the ranks that's been tough but you know that's just how it goes with dynasty ranks i think we got a good solid list and again these things are going to change so much between oh my gosh uh, now and yeah the, uh, free agency e- e- yes. and then after the draft the draft especially i mean there's you know so it's just it's um it's for people that are getting into startups and stuff and just kind of give them a baseline and uh I don't know. I've done I've done pretty good in all my dynasty leagues. Um, I, I think they're pretty good ranks, so, you know, if if you uh, if you if you like them, hope you enjoy them.
0: Hope you enjoy them. <laughs> the Check them out. Ranks for me truly are I just want to make sure I don't forget somebody. That's
1: that's really great. It's just nice having a bunch of, yes. you know, a, a list. list of people.
0: That's it. That's really what it comes down to is I'll move guys around. It's like, I think people get too hung up on that sometimes. Yeah. It's like, what I've done the work of is looking at the whole big picture and Mm -hmm. pulling in these little Jenga pieces to make my own little tower. Now, your tower might look different, but what's helpful about this exercise is, hopefully you haven't forgotten about some of these guys. Right. So, I think people miss that point sometimes of like, it's not necessarily about... The, the utility of rankings is not necessarily this guy is more valuable than this guy, and we should fight and argue about whether or not that's true. It's like, here are all the dudes mm-hmm. that you need to keep in mind. Right. But also think about
1: like the platforms like Sleeper, even though they've made improvements, like they're not perfect when it comes to the ADP stuff. Oh, no. It, they're all over the place. Yeah. Like, I mean, still, uh, MFL, they it can be hard to navigate and stuff if you're not used to it. So, yeah, having a list of people you just go through and be like, oh, yeah, let's add this guy to the queue. Let's search, you know, search for this guy. Um. Yeah, I, I, that's what rankings are really all about. But yeah, I mean, make them your own. This isn't. Uh, you know, I'm always open to um, people questioning or or. Giving me feedback and all that stuff. Uh, just don't be a jerk, okay? Yeah. yeah, don't. You'll get that block as quick as anything <laughs> if you come in with attitude. Yeah, because I mean, this stuff does take a long time. Because
0: yeah, here's the thing too: is like if you don't do your own ranks and you come in like some sort of expert when someone is right, fit, let me see your ranks, count, bro. Yeah, if you're not coming, hours, let me see
1: your ranks, dude. Because yeah, you don't give me a break. Realize how shitty this stuff can be sometimes.
0: Yeah, you spend hours agonizing over sixty-seven versus sixty-eight. Yep. you know, and it's like. You come in like, well, actually, yeah. I see this player being closer to forty-eight. It's like, just shut up, man. Yeah, but if you, if you can't, uh,
1: you know, handle the criticism, don't post them on Twitter,
0: Josh. Yeah, those people will get blocked <laughs> with no mercy and no hesitation. Yeah, please take that. A lot somewhere of them out there, else. though. It's yeah, cesspool. Remember. Go annoy your wife, because I promise that you you will not get any of our attention. <laughs> so what we're gonna do here before the break, we are going to hit defensive ends. Defensive tackles, we'll take a little break. Then we'll come back to talk about linebackers, cornerbacks, and safety again. We have the MVP, the number one player scoring-wise at each position according to Big 3 Scoring. And then we actually have three honorable mentions, as well as Arn was kind enough, Addy, to do a section of just championship week scores. So this isn't necessarily the same guys that we're going to see on this list, which is three-week sample size, it was just those dudes, he said, outside of Cam Hayward and TJ Watt, who blew up and helped you win a title in Week 17. Primetime players. That's right. Big time players make big time plays and big time games, Eddie. That's right. So let's start with defensive end. And your MVP for the playoffs at defensive end comes from the New Orleans Saints, number one, Cameron Jordan, with 101.6 total points as Aaron wrote in the doc what the actual F <laughs> here we go 33.87 average points per game week 15 33.55 week 16 24.4 and then your title game Cameron Jordan 43.65 points my god did Cam Jordan show up in a big way for you Addy damn son how about that? That's one of the most impressive stretches I've ever seen from a defensive end. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure. Because and
0: here's the thing. it. I know that they're not thinking about fantasy, but as fantasy managers, I'm thinking about it that way of like a, a, a dominant stretch from like weeks three through, you know, five. That's
1: great. Uh-huh. But like, like man, John Like uh, J- um, Josh Allen did, right? Yes. Blew up, you know, for a nice stretcher. Like middle of the season. But then, Bombed out
0: in a really important part of the season. Like doing this right now, because here's the thing, too. There is a little bit of a corollary to the NFL because the Saints, guess what they're doing? They're pushing for the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Like they have a chance to make it in, and Cam Jordan is doing what he can. The Steelers actually still have a chance. So it's like if you want to know why Cam Hayward, TJ Watt are still, you know, fighting and clawing and balling out, these teams do have a shot. So there is a little bit of correlation there. But, man, this is a legendary type of stamp on the 2021-22 season for Cam Jordan to end like this.
1: Yeah, 32-and-a-half Cam Jordan. He'll yeah. so be 33 entering next season. But, uh, yeah, he's just always been underrated. Um,
0: it's funny that him and DeMario Davis, probably two of the most underrated guys at their respective positions. You got play. Malcolm Jenkins yeah. back there. It's like underrated murderer's row yeah. right there. Yep. Uh, but look at this. Two sacks in week 15, two sacks in week 16, and three and a half in week 17. That's insane. Seven and a half sacks in three games. Yeah. Take a bow, Cameron Jordan. So, did he crack your top 100 for your dynasty ranks?
1: All right, let's see. Um, no. He, he did, did not. not. Okay. He did not. But he's still, I mean, he's, he's still... He's 32 years old. He Yeah, right. He's 32 and a half. He'll be 33 when the season starts. I mean... Uh, but he he's 132. If you're on, if you're in the top 200, you're a solid IDP piece, you know, that's right. And that, and we talked about this today. I think, you know, we've always known this. We've always been prone to fade IDP. Um, but I think that, that was, that's even more glaring now in COVID times
0: where people are out. Oh no. Just at a drop of a hat all the time. Darius Leonard out like an hour before game. Yep. Like, what are you going to do? Yep. Just, there was
1: just so – like, even this past week, you know, like um, I played Marceau Harris uh, in a few spots, bald. Yep. Just, and there's just 200 examples of that, you know, and it's it just – it's even more evident this year that you should just fade um, IDPs. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's why I'm saying, like, you know, if – don't be like, well, he's, he's not in the top 100. If you're in the top 200, you're a solid piece. Yes. You're, you're, you have a chance to be extremely useful um, at some point – in the year,
0: well, look at a typical team that is tw- our typical league that's twelve teams. That's ten IDPs per team. That's mm-hmm. a starting lineup. Yeah. So if you're in that top one twenty to one fifty range, you're you're probably a starter yeah. for most teams in a standard tw- uh, t- uh, twelve team league. Yeah. You're not on waivers. Exactly. So number two, runner up, Carlos Dunlap, man. He uh, had a nice little performance week 15 and 16. We asked the question on Twitter, are you plugging him in to your title game lineups? Mm. And if you did, you were disappointed because he only had 4.25 points. We should mention on 24% of snaps, which was the lowest snap percentage, not by much. I mean, 32% of snaps in week 15 went for 37.5, 45% of snaps in week 16, 3415 gets 24% of snaps, only 4.25. That's why chasing Mm -hmm. the points is dangerous. By comparison, Cam Jordan uh, was averaging about 78% of snaps during that stretch. No doubt.
1: Yeah, but that's been the story all year for Dunlap, just those low snaps. It is curious, though, 24% after having two weeks, like after, you know, five sacks.
0: And trending up from 15 to 16, then drops back down. Almost wondered, did he get hurt or something? Yeah,
1: I'm not sure. But anyway, yeah, that's uh, that's a bummer. Yes. He had a chance.
0: He had a, he had a chance of a lifetime. He did. He just he had his moment, and he blew it. Uh, you blew it. Yeah, blew it. Number three, Demarcus Lawrence put up some nice points in week 15, 20.75, week 16, 32.6. And this one hurts your heart, Addy. Where's the fart? No, that's that's that would be a song because we're on the wrong board. Oh, God. Hold on, folks. Oh, God, Addy. Yeah, there you go. Just give me your own fart. There you go. Here you go. I got it. Okay, thank you. Thank you for that. Uh yeah, week 17, 0.75 points mm. on 66% of snaps, his highest snap percentage of that 3 game stretch. Yeah. So yeah. He, he screwed you in a couple places. Nah, what, just, just just XFFL. Uh, yeah,
1: him and him and Charles Harris must two starting defensive ends. Mm. So a Did total of like I think 3 points. Wow.
0: Yeah. What try on go for like 7 in that league? 7. Yeah. yeah. So, not a huge whatever swing. But um that was uh that was a fun little debate on uh on Twitter that we threw out there between Joe Tryon, Shoyinka and Charles Harris. Yeah.
1: Another example just the fact that that's a, a question this year just shows you how how unpredictable this stuff can well, be. I was Charles ta- Harris just kinda out of nowhere.
0: Yeah, I was talking to DJ Keltown about this and it was like the the league winners Braxton Berrios, Boston Scott, you know, like these just Rashad Penny. Yeah, Rashad Penny, like just Total no names. That's how it is every that's year. That's how it is every year. Every single year. We just forget it. Yep. You know? So.
1: Especially COVID now. Again, all this stuff's just more glaring than ever.
0: Yeah. Depth. Knowing the depth charts and just mm-hmm. plugging guys in. Like, this was truly, the past two seasons have been the hold your nose and him approach to fantasy. Yep. So, number four. Final honorable mention here for defensive end. Emmanuel Ogba averaged 17.05 points. Um. Again, one of those dudes that let you down in the clutch. 21.6 points in week 15, 25.8 in week 16, and just 3.75 points in week 17. So a couple of these late season heroes that we were clinging to just laid a big old goose egg in the championship game. Yeah, hate to see it. But Ogbo was great this year.
1: He was. You know, uh, I think definitely outperformed wherever you drafted him. Um, Probably got him off waivers in a lot of leagues. Um, but yeah he was he was solid he's he's 28 so uh you know he's getting up there in age he's i think he's a free agent after this year i don't know if they've redone his contract but i'm pretty sure he's i have that he's a 2022 free agent on here so that'll be something to monitor um yeah i was
0: gonna say did any of these guys crack your top 100 emmanuel he's ogba, Demarcus right Lawrence. It. he's 99
1: okay ogba um where's d law that he, uh, he's probably, he's getting up there in age. He's 20 29 down. He's up a little higher than Cam Jordan. He's edged 36. Again, he is 29.8. So he'll yep. be about 30. But D law freaking awesome. He looked year. great. Look great. So, um, I think he like, I mean, Cameron Jordan, the reason why he's still on the list and in, in, in the top one fifty is cause I think he still has another, maybe elite, maybe two years. I, I would think that'd be a bit of a stretch. But I think he could be still very
0: useful next year to get you know ten to twelve sacks again. The good news about those guys is that they can transition into nice like spot starters. Yeah. Even if they don't become the every week starter for you, you know, two years from now, a Cam Jordan, still a great guy to like have still as elite, your right? you know, yeah third or fourth defensive end and just kind of plug him in in a rotation. Yeah, they may not be able to play the snaps, but they're
1: still going to be. Ju- I mean, more sound than ever um yeah you don't lose a lot of that stuff but yeah he it's a lot of these guys age really nice yeah
0: so let's move to defensive tackle and uh this is another name i recognize addy and you love to see it 66.05 total points uh, from weeks 15 to 17 la rams aaron donald take a bow top defensive tackle you're MVP for defensive tackle, week 15, 18.85 points. Week 16, 30.1 points. And week 17, 17 17.1 points. Aaron Donald is just uh, doing the damn thing, Addy. What else can you say?
1: That's all he's ever done, and he was one of those guys where it's like, I don't care that he's 30. I don't care. Yeah, you're just plugging him in. In in regards to Dynasty ranks, so I do not care. I've got him at... um, He's he's still top twenty for me. Just because go. he's gonna be I mean
0: he's a positional cheat code. Yeah.
1: And he's gonna be it for um there's some conversation that DeForest Buckner was very similar to no, he's not.
0: Nobody no defensive tackle. Like Cam Hayward has kind of had some peaks that have been Cam Hayward has, has been the
1: closest example. Yeah. Cam Hayward's been great. Um and and he's up there in age too. How yep. much longer can he keep doing it? It's another good question.
0: I think defensive tackles probably age a little better. Than defensive ends who yes. a lot of times rely on speed Grown-ass and quickness, yeah, quickness. Because as uh, I was as I was saying, you know, Mitchell Schwartz on the Athletic Football Show brought up the point: you don't lose power, mm-hmm. you lose speed, you lose agility, you lose quickness, but you don't lose power. Yeah, and so that's what these defensive tackles a lot of times rely on technique, savvy, power. That stuff only gets better as you get older.
1: And also feel like players are going to start playing longer. Right? We're seeing Brady do it. A lot of those players are going to try and emulate that stuff. It's just the way – that's how it goes. If
0: your body can – if your body and your mind can take it, Mm -hmm. just keep cashing those checks. Yep. You know? Speaking of Cam Hayward, he was the first runner up here with 52 total points. So, week 15, 10.5. Week 16, 16 16.4. And week 17, 25.1. So, again, what you see here are not just old reliables. Like, it's nice to be like – okay, defensive tackle, this makes sense. Number one, Aaron Donald. Number two, Cam Hayward. These guys did not let you down in a big spot. But what do you see here is 100% of snaps for Aaron Donald week 15, then 97, then 100, and then for Cam Hayward, 91, 77, 73. So these players that are performing consistently – you know, are getting the snap counts. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that's much of a coincidence here that we see high snaps, high performance from elite guys like Hayward and Donald. Yeah. Hayward's so good,
1: too, man. He's amazing. Um, but, yeah, he could he could still be relevant for, I don't know where I have him ranked. He's 32 years old. 32.7, so he'll be 33.
0: Would anyone, would you be surprised to see him still just dominating at, like, age 36? No. I really wouldn't. No. No. I think he's going to age, him and Donald, I think are going to age like fine wine. I think so, too. So they deserve to be, you know, still considered, again. Because de- they're
1: both still playing, like, at the highest level they've ever played.
0: And also they play defensive tackle, which yeah. is a very shallow position. Yeah. you know, Maybe
1: I should, it's, we're probably not in 80s prime, but I feel like Hayward, he's been pretty prime late into his career. I mean,
0: I think we've seen the best years of his career. Yep. You know, right now. Yep. So his- that's
1: something you need to remember for yeah.
0: IDP. You know, it's not like
1: it's not like offense in that regard, like where these guys fall off a cliff yeah. after like 28. 28, 29. Yep. Right. You could be missing out on the, you know, really prime of their career.
0: And a lot of times, it, it depends on the position. Certain positions don't age as well. Like, cornerbacks don't age well. Mm-hmm. But certain positions, because defense the men. is reactive to, mm-hmm. like, the more you play, the better you get on defense because you can recognize and spot patterns. Offense is a lot about athleticism because mm-hmm. you're the one kind of being the aggressor. You are the one on the offensive So you have to create separation and be explosive and able to succeed. And the defense has to know what you're doing and be able to keep up and have just enough athleticism to keep up with you. Yeah. I think that's probably why you see, I bet if you looked, it'd be kind of interesting to see like, all right, like the majority of players, like let's say offensive and defensive players that played more than 60% of their team snaps. What's the median age for those guys? Guarantee you defense is higher. Oh yeah. No doubt. Without a doubt. Yeah. So kind of interesting. But a guy that is not as old, Christian Wilkins is our D tackle three, had a very solid playoff stretch here, 20.35 points in week 15, 15 and a half in week sixteen, and fourteen and a quarter in week seventeen. Christian Wilkins at the ripe old age of twenty-six had himself a nice little playoff saddie.
1: He's been great this year, man. Um I think this is, what, his third, fourth year? But anyway, I don't think we've seen – I don't think anyone's had a um, a better, you know, rise as far as uh, their dynasty value than than Christian Wilkins. He's defensive uh, – interior defensive lineman six
0: for me. Wow.
1: Yeah. Uh, so – I've moved him into the Jeffrey Simmons, and Williams, yes. Chris Jones, Christian Wilkins right there.
0: Yep, I would agree with that. So, what do you have probably – After
1: that, I have Jonathan Allen – which maybe he belongs in. The, I mean, ahead of Wilkins, but I don't know, man. Um, I, didn't you, like, I didn't like. what I saw out of Allen and, and pain.
0: Yeah, just punching each other.
1: Uh, brothers, like just,
0: brothers ain't supposed to be punching. <laughs> brothers supposed to hug. Did you see? They're announcing their new team name on February second. Oh yeah, I saw that. I can't wait for them to be like the Washington Redskins <laughs> and just middle finger to everyone. Trump's there to announce it. <laughs> Snyder would do some stuff like that. You're canceled now, Josh. <laughs> Did you see their stadium co- collapsed? almost oh, yeah. onto Jalen Hurts. Oh yeah, he wrote him a letter. Yeah, a little, little too much I know, like come cute, on. You know, back back slapping from the Twitter sphere about that one. Like, I love this guy. This guy's a leader. Look at this. And you just love him being so mature. It's like, it's all a, right, that's what his agent told him to do. Yeah, forty eight year old white guy. Like, chill out. Yeah, just take a take a breath. He, I mean, he walked off pretty quickly. It's like there was a
1: kid I'm pretty sure that was bawling.
0: Yeah. That he walked right past. Probably had like a mangled leg, like a compound fracture. Dude, that was an awful lot. It, it was bad. bad. Spill. It could have been very bad. Yeah. Much worse. I mean, Hertz uh, could have gotten hurts. Uh, well <laughs> don't. <laughs> don't. But think if they were at the top of the tunnel, not the side, because they oh. were basically like right there at the side of the tunnel, close to the ground. Oh my god. You yeah. get up near the top, like Oh yeah, that's, you're talking
1: some maybe some deaths. Yeah,
0: some ten feet off the ground. Yeah. Or more. That could have been really bad. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Um, everyone just needs to chill out a little bit. It's (laughs) here's the thing, guys. It's okay to see something and think that's pretty cool and not comment on it to not put your thought out into the world. No, they got to comment on it, Josh. It's just like, we don't need connect. We got to connect with others. Yeah. Just because you have a platform doesn't mean you need to get up on it every 30 minutes and just shout something into the void. No, just we're all, chill out. We're all waiting to see what they're going to say next, Josh. Oh my god, what is Matthew Barry going to say about Jalen Hurts's letter? This my whole life depends on this. It's like, guys, man, yeah. go outside, just go for a walk.
1: Also, don't be a reply guy all the time out there. No one likes a reply
0: guy. Yeah, it's just kind of comes off a little desperate. Yeah. You it's know? fine
1: to be a, you know, occasionally a Yeah, totally. I'm a reply, totally. guy, I'm don't a reply a, guy. Don't be don't, don't be a reply, like replying to everybody guy. Yeah.
0: That's, that's a little, that's that's, fake. That's a little desperate. That's fake. Now, how weird is it, Addy, that we have the number four finisher here at D tackle from the same team, Zach Seiler? Seiler? Yeah. He's
1: been okay. He's been a, you know, he's been a guy that you can plug in.
0: I was going to say, plugging in and getting 16.95, 19.1 and eight points Mm -hmm. through your playoffs. I'll take that. If if I was ravaged at defensive tackle, happily take that. For
1: sure. Yeah, I, I luckily got uh, Chris Jones in in one of those leagues, but yeah, he was certainly someone that I was eyeing for a good stretch there. Just Never eyeing him it. from
0: across the bar, like, yeah, hey Zach, you want to you want to come over to the big pick lever? Never end up picking him
1: up, right? But I was, I almost I almost went over to him. You almost said, hey Zach, let me
0: buy you a beer. Yes, let me tell sir. you about the big pick lever organization we got sir. going. Zach, you new around here? Yeah, we got Odell. Yeah, he's he's on the IR for cash purposes. <laughs> he's pooping in the other room. You don't have to worry about him. Jet. Hey, we uh, we did the Colts game on Sunday. Yeah, you did, didn't you? So that was, uh, of course, uh, Connor was saying, I went to lunch with him today. I was like, why do we see so many losses? I'm like, I feel like we've seen probably more wins than losses going to Colts games. Was Connie there? He was not. It was... You uh, and JD and... Yeah. The- Emily and Allie. So, the wives. yeah, it was a fun, fun trip. We had good seats. And I, I date game. It. Yeah, date game. Exactly. Uh, we did the thing on Saturday where we went out during the day. We were trying to find a gray sweatshirt, like a gray Colt sweatshirt. And this is not an exaggeration. We counted it up. We went to eight different places, including the pro shop on Sunday at the stadium. No gray sweatshirts. Why did you want a gray one? I don't know, Jacob just wanted a gray sweatshirt, and I was like, well, we ain't got nothing to do. Let's go try to find one. Let's just get out of the hotel, drive around for a little bit. Went to, like, Dick's, Target. So how many... um how long did y'all look for it? Like, oh, just hours. <laughs> that was our whole Saturday. God. So we came back on Saturday night and just ended up staying at the Airbnb and watching college football and getting uh, to-go but, orders. J.D. pissed he couldn't find one? Well, like, how... It's not like he's trying to find, like, yeah. a, another team or a weird, like... Yeah, you're an Indy. Yeah, a gray Colts yeah. sweatshirt. And also, a weird quirk about Indy, if you're a Colts fan and you ever go there, there's no pro shop outside of the stadium. Hmm. It's like the... Lucas Oil has a monopoly on the pro shops. They won't let anybody else sell Colts gear out of like a officially licensed pro shop besides there at the stadium. Hmm. Very strange.
1: That's a great stadium though. It is a great stadium. We but it's all the Vikings. Vikings Colts. Colts. Yeah. That was what? Like 2013, 2014.
0: Yeah, it was a while ago.
1: I remember Percy Harvin and yeah, AP there days. you go.
0: So, but what I was going to say was we had great seats like where T.Y. Hilton caught that touchdown. Oh yeah. We right behind him. Yeah, it seems like TY always has a good game when you guys go. It, it just, I think he knew like Carson's going to underthrow this. <laughs> it's going to get yeah. popped up in the air on an interception. And I'm just going to wait here. But what I was saying was great seats. And what was awesome was Jacob was at the other end, and then it was Emily, Alley, me. And so on the other side of Jacob were, like, two empty seats, and then I had four empty seats next to me. Wow. So we basically had, like, a whole row to ourselves just about. So you guys were, like, laying down. Yeah, we were pretty much, like, just spread out (laughs) watching the games on our phone from the floor. So it was good. They gave us scarves on the way in. Like if you look at the pictures, I'm Alan and I are both wearing scarves. I was like,
1: wow, Josh is wearing a
0: scarf." Yeah. Not that was not a choice. I made like go to the pro shop and buy, we thought it was a blanket. Cause they were passing out. They were folded uh-huh. up. I was like, Oh, grab that blanket or a towel. I yeah. thought it was also maybe a towel. And like, I was like, this is a scarf. Yeah. It's like they were trying to make us into like English soccer fans or something. Oh, sorry, football fans. <laughs> you canceled again. Yeah, canceled again by the English folks. Sorry, Arn. but uh, yeah. So it was, you know, yeah. Of course, it's Carson wins coming off the COVID list to crush are, my game watching experience. Yeah,
1: of course. You guys are good.
0: You, you guys had to. You have to win. Hit win and in. Now we don't have to win. Uh, but if we lose, we don't control our own destiny anymore. There is a way the Colts could be out of the playoffs. I saw where you guys have not won in Jacksonville since 2014. That's real. That's real. Yeah. <laughs> what? It's just kind of crazy. The Jags are six and zero. Oh. Watch. Yeah, Wentz is going to throw some back-breaking pick-six interception that knocks us out <laughs> of the playoffs, and Connor's head is literally going to explode oh off my his shoulders. God.
1: Yeah, Vizca is gonna have like the game of his career. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence, which who's, is which is like a uh, hundred and five yards. Yeah, exactly.
0: And Trevor Lawrence is gonna have his best game ever of like two touchdowns and like two hundred <laughs> yards. Been a bad year in Jacksonville. Yeah, is Trevor Lawrence a bust? Total bust. Total Ryan Leaf. Yeah, that guy stinks. <laughs> Stinky baby. Hey, but that hair will keep him around for a little bit. That's right. We like we've always said: get a good name, get a good head of hair. We've got a really funny thing about that. I don't know. I don't think we're going
1: to share it because we may do it one of these days. Yeah. We're we going to keep that
0: one chamber. We had some funny hair related discussions in the DMS today. Yeah. Good this is good stuff. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Indeed. And we are going to go to break and hear from our friends at Manscaped. Manscaped. Uh, so like we've been doing Addy, are you about to sing to us? That's just moan. Oh, you're going to moan? I saw you queuing up like you were maybe about to sing, and I was like, oh, please don't. No, I'm just going to do a soft moan for you. Kind of let us get out of here. All right. We're going to moan, and then we're going to go to break. <clears throat> and when we come back, we'll talk about linebackers, cornerbacks, and safeties. <clears throat> don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hey, fellas, this episode of The IDP Show is brought to you by our favorite producers of ball trimmers, Manscaped. The global leaders in below-the-waist grooming are leaving 2021 with new product. Clean yourself into the new year with their ultra-premium body wash. Also, special offer alert, use the code Show for 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. Four million men already trust Manscaped, and it's time for you to join them. As we look back on 2021, I know a highlight for us here at the IDP show was passing the 100,000 download mark. So thank you to our beloved listeners for helping us get across that threshold. We could not have done it without you all. 100,000, what an accomplishment. We cannot wait for the next 100K and to have you all along for the ride. So thank you for helping us reach that milestone in 2021 but 2022 is on its way and the last thing you want is to be the guy with pubes getting in your way of making this year your best yet 2021 sucked and that's why manscaped is making a splash and upping your grooming game their signature lawnmower 4.0 is here to take down every pube in its path manscaped engineered the ultimate groin and body trimmer by focusing on intelligent functionality and an incredibly comfortable grooming experience. Their fourth-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. It's even waterproof. This tool is amazing, and I'm confident using the 4.0 to leave 2021 and my gross pubes with it. You know what else I'm confident about? Smelling like a million bucks. You may be asking how, and I'm happy you did, listener. I use the Manscaped Refined Cologne. I have this cologne. This is not just the ad read, this is Josh talking to you here. Excellent, excellent cologne. I am a big, big fan of it. With the same signature scent that's in all Manscaped formulas, a great compliment to your collection. It's like I've mentioned before in these ad reads, you get the cohesive smell from your head down to your feet and especially with that new refined cologne. It is excellent. Let's talk about being clean and feeling and smelling good. The new ultra premium body wash from Manscaped solves all three for the perfect addition to your daily grooming routine, but in the shower i shower every day and hope you do too this body wash is infused with aloe vera and sea salt to keep your skin feeling clean nice and moisturized with manscaped you'll be a brand new man and ready to kick all the gross hair and smells out with 2021 use the code idpshow for 20 percent off plus free shipping at manscaped.com I'm all in on confidence and smelling good this new year. Join me with Manscaped. Again, get 20% off and free shipping with the code IDPSHOW at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com and use code IDPSHOW. Happy New Year to your balls.
1: Welcome back in to the IDP show. That, of course, is Sugar Daisy. That is S-U-G-A-D-A-I-S-Y.
0: Sugar, not sugar. Sugar. Totally different band. Yes. Sugar Daisy is a screamo band from Australia. Yeah, they're great as well. They're also great. We're trying to get them on the pod as well. Yeah, they won't respond to us. Yeah, unfortunately, they have us blocked. Uh, But yeah, that was Onion Man from Sugar
1: Daisy off of their um, album Corporate Strawberry. Just a fantastic album. Fantastic band. Again, Major thanks to those guys for letting us feature their music on the pod,
0: making the pod I would say twenty five percent cooler. Yes, easily. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a nice little
1: local music pump. We are so sick now. We are skateboarding. <laughs> yes. Um. That's really what. That's really all we've been doing. We've been we wear skateboarding.
0: nothing but beanies. Yes. Yeah. Quicksilver. Just, yes. And uh, Billabong. Yeah. With the uh, bottle opener in the flip flop. Now. Yes. Yeah. It's twenty degrees. Flip flops. Don't care. Yeah. Board We're, shorts. Right. We're buying. Uh, The bottled Cokes. We have... I have a shark tooth necklace and a puka shell necklace. Yeah. And I wear them both at the same time. Yeah, you look sick. Thank you. I feel sick. (laughs) Both kinds of sick. Yeah. Yeah. So, welcome back in. We have linebackers, cornerbacks, and safeties to touch on here. And, of course, the guy we're going to talk about here, Addy, is one of those that you could see lumped in. Edge, linebacker, but... He is listed as a linebacker here for the purposes of this episode. Your MVP for the playoffs at linebacker is the Pittsburgh Steelers, TJ Watt. Who he's the MVP? He's the MVP for of linebackers. Linebackers, okay, yes. yes. yes sorry. So because I think Cam Jordan is actually the, yeah, yeah, the top point scorer for the playoffs. The
1: MVP, MVP.
0: Yes, he is the he is the gold medalist. Yes, but for linebackers, TJ Watt scoring a total of eighty five point eighty five points. He had a nice little like sandwich where there was no meat on the inside. It was just two really fantastic pieces of bread.
1: Yes, lettuce. Yeah one, one, yeah, one piece of lettuce. One
0: wilted piece of lettuce yes. in the middle. Week 15, 28.85 points on 84% of snaps. Week 16, one and a quarter points on 55% of snaps. And then week 17, this is why Aaron put out the tweet, like, if you survived in your championship game playing against TJ Watt in his 55.75 points Send us your screenshots. We want to see it if you went up against TJ Watt and lived to tell the tale. Please send us a tweet with a with a snapshot of that score because we want to see it because I don't know I would love to see like I wish we could pull up the stats and see what percentage of TJ Watt managers won their week with him dropping you know almost uh over Half a hundred points. Oh,
1: that's a game changer. And the fact that he's done that, he I don't this may be his ceiling, but he's been over forty, I feel like at least three or four times this yeah, year. Yeah, I'll pull
0: up the log while um, uh we talk about it here. But yeah,
1: so yeah, this past week, fifty-five point seven five points, seventy-nine percent of snaps, five solos, three tackles for loss, four sacks, twenty-five sack yards, two pass breakups, five QB hits. Just unbelievable. Baker Baker Mayfield is Awful, though. Let's just get that out of the way. That dude is not good.
0: He's been really hurt. Yes. So we have to give him a little bit of of credit for that, like playing through the injury. But I think it's been answered pretty definitively he's not the answer for Cleveland. Yeah. I think they'd be well served to move on, to find someone else, whoever that might be. But I think we can pretty clearly say Baker had a shot Mm -hmm. and uh, in a good offense, and it just didn't work. You know, and he I do love that he's getting a head start on um, one of my favorite seasons, like coach firing season is my favorite season because I'm a sicko. Yeah. But also I was playing way more injured than you thought I was season. Oh, yeah. Is probably my second favorite. Yeah, the are you gonna play next week? I'm pretty banged up, man. Yeah. And then you get to the offseason it's well, Throw like, the ball, bro. Yeah. Stop holding on the ball. Get rid of the ball. Yeah. How about I can just see the Baker Mayfield one coming, and it's going to come a little early, I think. I don't think it's going to be, like, once the season's over, which is typically when this happens. It's like Baker Mayfield was actually playing through four broken ribs, (laughs) two torn labrums, two torn knees, and both his feet chopped off. Yeah. You know, like, that's my favorite thing every year is, like, he just had surgery for a broken neck that he's been, you know, playing with robot legs and, and it's just that's, and, you're right i get that he's extremely injured but it's like we what's the upside he Baker? was he was very he was very limited he had a very low ceiling even right. when he was fully healthy yep so i wanted to look so tj watt has had let's see week 1 31.75 week 6 against seattle 48.55 <laughs> jeez uh week 9 42.55 <laughs> week 13 50.7 oh my god and week 17 55.75 so i mean yeah there's just no one like that i don't i don't remember the last time we've seen a guy like that honestly i mean there were some stinkers in there uh 2 yeah. points against Cincy. But whatever you live with that if you have a 2. guy 2. that 2.75 1.25 but you yeah you, you, you probably went 5 and 0 on that stretch exactly but, i mean you're getting that's over 40 points mm-hmm. from your defensive end or linebacker yeah, that's, that's amazing, you're yeah. winning your week. You should absolutely be winning your week. Yeah. So it's a shame he's such a dork. Total dork, but do you think he gets the sack record?
1: Uh let's see. They play Baltimore. Yeah, good really good chance. Especially with no Lamar, even with Lamar, he's gonna be hobbled. Uh yeah, really good chance that he he gets it. what I mean, he just
0: needs one? I think one and a half, maybe. One and a half. One or one and a half. Who holds it? Michael Strahan. And wow, now
1: damn, that's been up for a long ass time. There's
0: been a lot of debate, of course, because of Strahan, the famous oh, yeah, record-setting sack was the Brett Favre kind of like, let me lay down and let yeah. you sack me. Yeah. So there's and but here's what's going to be great is it's going to be the annoying takeoff because you've got people saying, finally, this phony record from Michael Strahan is broken, and then you also are going to have people saying, but T.J. Watt did it in 17 games.
1: No, T.J. Watt missed a few
0: games. Yeah, but there will be people who still say that. yes. Yeah, so, folks are not. He sits on the verge of NFL history in week 18 as he is just one and a half sacks away from setting the new NFL single season record, which is currently held by Michael Strahan. He's only played in 14 games this year.
1: What I would like to see, what did uh, how many snaps did Michael Strahan get in 1990-what? Ooh, that's a good question.
0: That was probably late 90s because Favre was still playing for the Packers. So um, that would be interesting. I'll uh, I'll go to the next player here while you look that up, but TJ Watt... Take a bow as your number one LB, but not too far behind. So he was 85.85. Number two, Lorenzo Carter at 77.65, averaging 25.88, just as we all suspected, Addy. Lorenzo Carter in the building for your fantasy playoffs. (laughs) That's insane. Rolling out 34.7, 18.75, and 24.2 And that dude didn't
1: do much at all. No.
0: Like, let me pull up his log, because I I bet you money before – This little stretch here, he was almost non-existent. So, Lorenzo Carter, yeah, so he had before... Oh, my God, this is incredible. Wow, like this is why fantasy football is great, but also totally maddening. So, before this three-game stretch, starting in week 15, he had one game in double digits, and that was 12.1 points. Wow. So... If you had Lorenzo Carter stashed, or you just got an inkling like this guy is going to blow up here for the playoffs, congrats! Uh, that's you need to go play the lottery because that was an all-time call right there. Yeah, that's that's nuts. Shout out Lorenzo. Speaking of the Giants, did you find Michael Strahan's snaps?
1: I that's tough to find. I, I don't I can't know find that... it on Pro Football Reference. Yeah. At least. so there may be you know if if someone out there wants to dig into that, yeah, I'd love to see how many snaps did Michael Strahan have. Uh, he ha- he had 22 and a half sacks that was in 2001 um but I'd love to know the actual snap numbers
0: because that would be a fair representation yes right it's not games necessarily but snaps uh-huh. and I'm sure he, i'm sure strahan probably played all 16 games probably probably played close to 90 percent of the snaps each game I would say so Lorenzo carter number two for the New York Giants number three another player that uh is very annoying because this is Was outside of the norm for him is Jerome Baker of the Miami Dolphins. Funny we see another Dolphins player here. 76.2 total points for an average of 25.4 over those three weeks, playing close to 100% of the snaps every week. Went for 29.15, 27.8, and 19.25. Jerome Baker, man.
1: What the hell? He's a little weirdo, too, for IDP. He's always one of those types that, like, he'll start out strong, and then he just does nothing. Uh, for like a stretch of five or six games. And then, yeah, it seems like end of the year. I think he did this last year. Came on really strong at the end. And then, yeah, he's now in our conversation for MVP at MVP linebacker. at
0: linebacker. Yeah, he, he had an okay start to the season. He went uh, 12, 11, 8, 10, 21, 14. But then he went pretty good. 0.75, 17.75. So that's nice. But then 7, 7, 6.25, 11.75. You're like, okay, it's fine. But then he goes nuclear and goes 29-27-19 to finish the season. Wow. So, very up and down season for Jerome Baker. But if you started him in your fantasy playoffs, congratulations. He was the third best option at the position. Number four, another name we'd recognize here, Eddie. And I know one that you were debating a lot with Macri in the DMs. Foyse de DeLuokun of the Atlanta mm-hmm. Falcons went for 22.72 points on average. Uh, where is foyer in your dynasty rankings i'm very curious
1: yeah he's tough because um he's likely going to be a free agent
0: his grades were awful his him and deon
1: both his grades are really bad this year and so yeah what i was at because those are two guys that really have not they've all they've always been okay graders as far as pff goes um but yeah this they really dipped like deon jones especially I think Deion Jones was, like, in the low 30s.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, his overall, I think, was, like, close to 34%, maybe, or 34 grade.
1: Yeah, let me pull up, um, let me pull up Foisade.
0: But, yeah, so th-
1: that was, you know, with with Foisade being a free agent after this year um, and the fact that, you know, I don't think he's going to be able to stick around Atlanta, he's going to probably go somewhere new. We see this a lot where guys, you know, go somewhere new and then kind of bust out. He's still someone I'm not... I'm I'm kind of on the fence about. him. I and if you look at like at a per game basis, there was he was a top three linebacker I was this year. Say,
0: yeah, top five pretty I mean, easily, him,
1: especially with the way he finished. He might have he might have been one or two, um, but
0: yeah, he just he didn't grade very well. Uh, defensive grades. I was gonna say I was trying to pull it up from the uh, DMs. He had actually so Dion. It looks like was thirty five point seven overall this year PFF grade. And Foy Said was 44.8.
1: Right. So both of those really bad. What I kind of asked John was like, is this because they had a new defensive coordinator? Remember Dan Quinn went to Dallas. Dallas. Yep. So yeah, whole new staff. I mean, uh, this, but both guys, this was their lowest grades of their careers. Um, so I, you know, that's kind of what I thought. That's what I'm chalking it up to. Um, so scheme. you're giving
0: Foyer a little bit of a pass. A little bit
1: of a pass. I and I think that I do think that he's going to get paid. Some teams going to look at the numbers, the tackles and everything that he's it, done. He has put up some I mean he's this he's also is Blake Martinez yeah, for me. Exactly right. Yeah, he's he's also done a lot as far as like um knocking out knocking the ball out and getting forced fumbles. He's been he was great at that in 2020. Yeah,
0: especially 2020.
1: But you know, he's he's made a lot of he's made a lot of plays. I mean, he has he does have two sacks on the year. Um I don't know if he has any picks, but yeah, ton of tackles. I mean, some team is going to pay for, pay for him. And I don't think he's going to be able to stick around Atlanta. So, uh, dynasty wise, I have him, I still got him pretty high, but, um, he's not as high as his points per game average
0: was. Let me guess. Let me guess. He is mm, dynasty wise LB 14.
1: Really good. He's linebacker 13. There we go. Uh, he is, he's 26.4 years old. Um, I have him behind Eric Kendricks, uh, who is 29.9, but for whatever reason, I just feel, well, not for whatever reason, his, he's always been a great grader. He's an elite linebacker.
0: There's a little bit of uncertainty with Foye right. that I think we need to see play out here.
1: Eric Kendricks, I feel like I still can get three, maybe four elite years yep. out of him. I don't know about Olu, um, Oluokun whenever he leaves Atlanta or what you know what
0: is – just how
1: he how he does his next stop. And that never team know.
0: has no money, so he's not coming back to Atlanta, folks.
1: Yep. Yeah, and then let's see. So he's um, behind Eric Hendricks and he is in front of Blake Martinez.
0: That feels about right. Speaking of speaking of which, so he did. If you take out T.J. Watt from our sleeper league that we use to track big three scoring, Addy, Micah Parsons was one. I'm going to dig up that take where I said I thought Micah Parsons could finish as the LB one. Foyce at Alouica number two. Wow. So, T.J. Watt is actually number one in here. If you look at the linebackers, he's more of an edge. Yeah, we consider him an edge. Pure linebackers. So, if you're looking, because Micah Parsons, Parsons, you could say, so you could say Foye Aluakun was the LB1 on the season. Um, So, him and Roquan Smith, uh, the two guys there. And then Devontae Campbell. But why are we leery of of guys getting, you know,
1: why would we be leery of someone that has a ton of tackles? Well, because we just saw Zach Cunningham do the same type Mm -hmm. deal, you know. In Atlanta, that he's he's grading poorly on a bad defense.
0: So that's not great
1: for me. Yeah. But again, I think he's gonna get paid, so I'm willing to uh take a shot.
0: There are some guys that buck these trends. Eric
1: Wilson, that's a kind of a good example mm-hmm. for him. You know, I think I think Foy is better than Eric Wilson, but yeah.
0: That could you know, don't be surprised if something like that happened. The floor can fall out. We've yes. seen this now. Big big name guys, you know, Jalen Smith. Mm -hmm. um Zach Cunningham yeah the floor can fall out so you just need to be careful it's not to say that he won't go somewhere and be productive for a year but if these grades continue to slide yeah this could mean a team is looking to replace him especially as he gets older yep so let's move to cornerbacks now we don't have to linger long here because uh you know it's cornerbacks and weirdly enough. There is actually a tie for first place, Addy. 52.75 points for both Brandon Eccles of the Jets, who actually went to UK. Look at that. And MJ Stewart of the Cleveland Browns. He's been awesome. So uh, congrats to both those guys. They both had nice weeks here. Uh, I would say that... Oh, damn, exactly the same, huh? Yeah, exact same number of points during that stretch. So tied for first, Brandon Eccles. And MJ Stewart, I will say MJ Stewart, you probably felt a little better about because he went for twenty and a quarter, eighteen and fourteen point five, whereas Eccles went thirty and then four point seven five and eighteen. But hell, at cornerback, yeah, right, you're feeling fine. That's great. Eccles probably helped a lot of managers win their week. I would say you pro- in you week fifteen. You read
1: uh, John of the Greeks article. Um, week sixteen, I knew not to start him.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: It's Jacksonville. That's an awful,
0: awful matchup. Yeah. Now we'll say here number three is interesting because there was a lot of chatter about this guy being left in uh, single coverage against Jamar Chase going absolutely super saiyan uh, in that Sunday game. Charvarius Ward was the cornerback three, averaging sixteen and a quarter points, was in double digits all three weeks. Charvarius Ward, uh, Middle Tennessee. Man, there's some nice little revelations here happening with regard to these guys' schools. Um, That's right. So yeah, our biggest I, rival. Yeah, don't like Charvarius Ward anymore. Fade Charvarius Ward.
1: Did you see? Was he the one that did the gritty uh, after like breaking
0: up a Jamar Chase? Probably. And, and then, then probably and then got, got, got and, like, <laughs> torched.
1: Yeah, very soon after that. It
0: definitely wasn't Dirty Dan Sorensen because yep. he was too busy picking himself up after a missed tackle. <laughs> right stay humble folks yeah aj uh, terrell don't be
1: replying in people's tweets
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) just sit down be humble aj terrell terrell how are you uh terrell terrell i like that better so aj terrell was fourth on the list 47.65 points what a great week 17 he had 29.15 points so He's been great all season. I think he might actually have finished as the CB1. He was up there. Uh, Lee had him starting against me, so that was ah, tough. Oh, there you go. Yeah,
1: he had a great game.
0: I think he had a pick and a sack. Is that what you said? Well, let me check. We have the stats right here. He had six solos, one assist, one tackle for loss, one sack, one INT. Mm-hmm. Oh, man.
1: That was tough. That's, That's tough. You always hate uh, just... You know when a cornerback does that to you, it's just like, when a cornerback, oh boy, it's tough.
0: Like triples up your two starting defensive ends. Yeah,
1: man. See, so I didn't, I didn't get, I didn't really play the streaming game this year. I had, um, I had the Jarius Sneed and I had Kenny Moore, so I was pretty content. Well, I did, I did have to look a little bit the last few weeks, but I was able to find some really good replacements. Um, but yeah. Also, while I'm thinking of it, we got to give a shout out to Marcel Harris. I've already mentioned that. Yeah, you started him. Okay,
0: never mind. It's late, Addy. It's late. <laughs> You're couple beers in. Right. Is that a Christmas beer?
1: Yeah, I had some Christmas beers in the fridge. need to get rid of them. Christmas is over.
0: Allie still has our tree up, and we're both just kind of like...
1: I put that stuff down the, a few days ago.
0: Yeah, I was... We, she was like, look, it'll get put down at some point. I, I don't do it, so I'm like, it's up to you. But, and I got to say... Kind of like having it up yeah, a little it's bit. Nice. It's it's it brings a little warmth and cheer to a kind mm-hmm. of cold, dreary time of year. Yeah, I agree. That's a that's
1: a you're a poet. You didn't know it. <laughs> oh, I, I actually did know it. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, drinking a shiner, holiday cheer. Is it a good beer?
0: Pretty good beer. Did that just rhyme again?
1: It's uh yeah. What's up with you? It's brewed with peaches and pecans.
0: Pecans. Is it pecans or pecans? Pecans. Pecan pie. Pecan pie. So like just, pies. not a pie guy. I love pies. They were doing. You're a reply guy. I'm not a reply guy or a pie guy. Sorry <laughs> to say, you're making me rhyme now. Damn it. Uh, we were watching an episode of Good Mythical Morning where they tasted all the cheesecakes from Cheesecake Factory Ooh. and rated them one to a hundred. I think the winner was like a uh, raspberry white uh, white macadamia type of thing, yeah, which Allie true. said when she saw it. She's like, "Ooh, that'd be my favorite," and that's what they ended up picking. So, huh. uh, but they. Are you a cheesecake guy? Oh, my God. I love cheesecake. Some of the flavors looked really good.
1: I I just love just the straight-up classic. Yeah, the classic cheesecake. Usually, maybe maybe put a strawberry on it. But I'll never forget the first time. And this probably sounds like people that are like cheesecake stands are probably like, oh, my God, this Kentucky guy. What an idiot. But I'll never forget the first time I had uh, a bite of that Cheesecake Factory cheesecake. (laughs) Was it like? It was amazing. It was so perfect. Like, it was like just kind of like just perfectly, I don't even know how to describe it, but it was just the perfect first bite of
0: cheesecake. Never forget it. If you had had a heart attack 9/11. and died right there, would you have been like happy?
1: I think, yeah, I'd be okay going. How old were you though? Like 12? <laughs> no, I mean, I was probably, you know, so I was like 19. I started, that's when I really started getting into a cheesecake probably. Okay. 1920, right? Explains a lot. So, you know, I, now when I've had it recently, it's like, eh, whatever. So I, I was also, keep that in mind, I was nineteen twenty. Going to Cheesecake when Cheesecake Factory was probably still a little fancy at the yeah. time. It's not, it's more of a joke now, I think. Yeah. After Drake put it in a song or whatever. Did he? <laughs> yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah. It's kind of become a joke.
0: Well, and there. then the joke is like the Cheesecake Factory menu is like twenty percent. Right. Pages it's long. too much. It's too big. Yeah, it's way to, too big. They need to pare it down, kind of simplify. And some of the stuff I've had there is not that great. Do you want to guess how many flavors, just like core staple flavors of cheesecake they had? Um to taste test? Uh, let's see four sixty nine. yeah actually four twenty sixty nine. 2069 sorry no it was 34 flavors of cheesecake wow so the, one of them was like it was like called like Alex's favorite or something like that and it was like Reese's and Butterfinger and chocolate and caramel and it was absurd see I mean honestly, that's a little too much I don't really like all that stuff in my cheesecakes I want a
1: cheesecake that's like another that's almost like pieish
0: yeah i want I want cheese, I want tomato sauce, I want crust, mm-hmm. maybe some pepperoni I think I just described a pizza, yeah, I want a cheese pizza <laughs> <laughs> not a cheesecake I'm not a cheesecake guy you want uh yeah you want sauce on the cheesecake yeah one tomato sauce, baby.
1: <laughs> talk That'd about a <laughs> horrible Nightmare. It's a like nightmare. That's what they serve you in hell.
0: Yeah. Speaking of hell, uh, this player had you in hell a little bit this season with his inconsistent performance. Who are we looking at as our top safety? Who is our who is our champion for safeties, Addy? Top safety, Mr. Buddha Baker,
1: who definitely knows who I am. He does shout Shout out out
0: a tremendous presence in this space. Yes,
1: he does. So he was, uh, yeah, he was frustrating throughout the regular season, but our boy really came on for us when it mattered. Um, that's what great players do. Budabaker, Baker, no exception, 62.75 points over his final three games. That's good for 20.92 points per game. Week 15 put up 8.25 points, uh, five tackles and a tackle for loss. Week 16, 32.65 points, 100% Hundred percent of snaps per huge, uh thirteen tackles, two tackles for loss, one sack, one pass breakup, two QB hits. It was everywhere in that game. Uh, week 17, 21.85 points. That was on ninety four percent of the snaps. He had four solos, one pick, thirty INT return yards, and one pass breakup. So, yeah, we know about Buddha uh, and, and his struggles in you know early on in the season, uh, and a lot of that was was due to him playing deep, but is um, a playmaker. He's one of those types where he's, you know, I don't, I don't care if he if he continues that stuff playing deep. I'm going to continue to take Buda Baker
0: in the top four. I was going to say, where is he on your dynasty? I think, ranks he's, right four. Now. I think he's four. Safety four. So
1: Derwin, one. Durwin one. Jeremy Chin two, two. Jamal Adams still three. Even though uh, he's been he's become kind of a, a punchline mm-hmm. among NFL fans. Blitz boy. Yeah.
0: Um, uh, and then Buda Baker. That sounds about right. Safety's safety's weird right now. Yeah, you don't really feel great and, and about maybe anybody. Maybe I should put
1: Buddha ahead of because Buddha's actually good. I probably should put Buddha three and Jamal four. See, so
0: this is good. You talk through your process
1: on the pod, yeah, so that'll probably be a change.
0: All right. So it's what I will say. There are some random names on this list, but there's also a lot of guys that, if you had patience and faith, that faith was rewarded. Mm-hmm. Guys like Cameron Jordan. Guys like Buddha Baker. That um, weren't necessarily consistent for you all year, but came up big when it mattered. So I like this next guy a lot. Tell me about this next guy, Addy, number yeah. two,
1: CJ Gardner Johnson Deuce. Deuce, yeah, throw the Deuce in there. Yeah, and if you're on sleeper, I think he maybe I think they removed that, actually, so maybe not. Fifty-five point zero five total points over his final three. I love Gardner Johnson. He's like the uh, he reminds me like of the next like Kenny Moore type. Um, just love the way he plays. Loves love his energy. He don't give a damn out there. Uh my favorite, one of my favorite moments of the year was was when he was mean mugging Tom. That was <laughs> an amazing moment. <laughs> I love also that.
0: the tweet at Microsoft Surface yeah, to get him a new tablet.
1: He's good, yeah. He's 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 he's, he's good at uh on at the Mount Rushmore
0: trolling. right now of trolling yes. and getting like how many people tried to fight him? Over the oh, dude, yeah, you're seasons. right. He's always
1: getting into it, people. He's always. really good at that. So I love that stuff, and uh, it's translated for for IDP. So, yeah, 18.35 points over that stretch. Week 15, 18.35. Uh, week 16, he had 10.75 points, and then week 17, he had 25.95 points. He had one solo, one tackle for loss, one INT, one sack, two pass breakups, two quarterback hits. So, yeah, he's he's – he will get you the high tackle games. I mean it, the week 15 he got 7 tackles, week 16 he got 7 tackles, but he also is one of those types that just makes plays. He'll get sacks, he'll get picks, a lot of pass breakups. He's just one of those guys that's just in on every play it seems.
0: Yep, that's uh that Saints defense is just He's just a scrappy player. Yep. I like players like that. And um, plays that that defense plays with an attitude.
1: And and he plays in the slot like we see out of, you know, most of these types. Um so yeah, I love I love Garner Johnson. He's one of those guys that I'll I've got him in a lot of places, but someone I'll be targeting a lot late in drafts because he'll be you know, people don't keep up with corners like that. He he's uh he's someone that you'll still be able to get late.
0: Yep. Speaking of another guy, you probably could have gotten late or just off of waivers. Brandon Jones, forty-eight point seven five points here at number three. Went for 17.3, 26.6. Let you down a little bit five point seven five in week seventeen, but Brandon Jones, another Miami Dolphins player. It's funny that we have so many guys showing up from this defense uh, when the Dolphins got eliminated from playoff contention, losing, I think, 34-3 to against the Titans. So it was like this team was, I think, riding an eight-game win streak or a seven-game win streak and then comes in with a chance to make the playoffs and just gets their doors blown off. So kind of interesting that uh, that correlates there to having all these Dolphins. that I mean, this team has been about as well represented as anyone on the list so far. Yeah. The defense have been playing well. It's not There's, always a good thing, though. Yeah. You know. it, well, I, I kind of wonder, because I want to go back now and look and see. So Brandon Jones went for five and a quarter points. I'd be curious, some of these other guys that we had on the list, like did they fall off? Although
1: Brandon Jones did that on, like, it looks like limited snaps, too he was he only got 36 snaps week 15 38 week 16 and 47 week 17 so it was you know they just got some stat sheet stuffers
0: yeah so Jerome Baker he had he had his worst game but still a nice game 19.25 points in week 16 uh Zach Seiler Seiler uh he went for 8 points his worst game mm. week 17 uh, Christian Wilkins had 14.25, his worst game. Still good, but his worst of that three-game stretch. And then I think, uh, yeah, Emmanuel Agba, of course, went for 3. right. 3.75 points. So Five if you were, depending on the Miami Dolphins in your <laughs> championship game, at least compared to what they yeah. had done the past two weeks, they let you down. Yeah. So it's not always, um, you know, perfectly correlate to IDP success when a team's defense is on the field a lot, which you would think they would be, losing 34-3. to But Brandon Jones is your safety number three, and to round out the list at safety four for your fantasy playoffs, we have Micah Hyde. There he is, Addy. We kept waiting and waiting and waiting for him to drop off, and he just never did. Nope. So great season for Micah Hyde. I actually wanted to look and see – where he ended up. So as far as safeties go, Poyer still uh, outpaced him a little bit, but Micah Hyde, it looks like if you remove cornerbacks, was probably a top five or six safety on the season. Yeah, I believe it. So went for a 15.88 average over these three games, going 10.5, 28.2, and and quarter. So again, a little bit of a letdown in Week 17, but all around very nice season from a guy that, I don't think a lot of us anticipated to finish this highly.
1: No, I mean he hadn't done so the last three, four years. I mean, there was early on in his career he was relevant. I think when he was with the Packers a little bit. Um, but then yeah, we didn't really hear much from him. I mean, he might have been like an okay spot start for you every once in a while, you know. Um but yeah, I mean, the fact that him and Poyer both are what, top six? Top right? six, yeah. That's amazing. And uh those those guys are both really good safeties, so uh, nice, nice, solid vets. I mean, I'd
0: imagine they'd keep keep that band together. I would think so too. You have Kevin Byard, actually finished as it looks like. uh, This is from our big three scoring league, uh, league as the safety one. Then you had uh, Curse, wow. as safety two. Jaron J- Curse. Jaron Curse. J- Curse. Derwin James is safety three. Poyer is safety four. Harrison Smith is safety five. Um. Justin Simmons is safety six and Micah Hyde is safety seven. Justin Simmons just continues just to, continues
1: to be top six, doesn't and he? And I remember the panic after like the first four or five games with
0: him. But yeah, that's just how this stuff goes. Everyone just got to settle the f down. Yeah, just chill out a little bit. Honorable mentions here before we get to our week seventeen champions. A player that we wanted to give a little more love to, so let's continue to do so. C.J. Mosley had a great playoff stretch here, averaging seventeen point three five points. and 13.25. Just been super solid all season, Addy. That's been awesome. Um, Yeah, he was another one of those guys that uh, was
1: kind of tough to rank for Dynasty. I've got him at... Looks like linebacker... Linebacker
0: 29.
1: uh, A little later than that. He's linebacker 42. Okay. So he's in this mix with... Um, so CJ Mosley's twenty nine point six now, as far as his age, um, he's in that mix with like you know the Denzel Perryman's, um, the Levante Davids, the Demario Davis. Yeah, okay. He's kind of getting in that because he, also CJ Mosley. I mean, he he graded awful too. He's on a bad defense. I mean, he's overpaid. I don't know what you know. There's some there's some uncertainty there with his next team. I mean. He, he's in a really good spot there in New York. So. It was just
0: nice for him to come back off that injury and give us the season that we had kind of hoped for. Yeah. Like it just in terms of like nothing spectacular. And That's but- another
1: good point. He does have a very storied injury history. Mm-hmm. So that's got to go into this, Yep. but he's getting up there in age. I mean, he's, he's still going to be in a great value for, you know, for I'd say 2022, maybe 2023, but yeah, we're getting into the twilight of his career. So you got to start factoring that stuff in, in these ranks.
0: Yeah, so another guy that was a waiver wire darling for your playoffs, Jonas Griffith for the Denver Broncos, averaging 17 points over that three-game stretch, 17.75, 18.75, and 14.5. I think he deserves a
1: little more love. I think he should have been not an honorable mention, but actually in the linebacker section Um, because I think both teams uh, that beat me had Griffith. Jonas Griffith? Yeah, just because, I mean, shit, I mean – you pick up that guy, you know, the last three games, and he's he's been over fifteen points.
0: Yeah, you just in the playoffs, you don't want to have someone crap your team.
1: And that was that was most. I mean, so if you were picking that guy up, you likely had that guy as your linebacker three or four. three or four. Yep, yep. So, so linebacker the Mets was a massive advantage.
0: Was a tough position. I mean, Foyce was number four, was sixty eight point one five total points. So yep. linebackers just was a position that scored. But, you know, Pretty like, well.
1: like TJ Watt was a guy that was drafted really high. Yeah. Like, voice aid, same thing. I mean, not, not as yeah, high if as you Yeah, If
0: you're naming an MVP, like he's if you're talking value. Yes, yes, yes. He's got
1: to be, he's got to be like up there.
0: Like, what you paid for him versus yeah. what you got, that yep. ROI was probably the highest of any of those And just plucking, you know, you probably started him along TJ Watt or, or mm-hmm. you know, one of those guys. Yep. So Jonas Griffith here at number two had a great. Great playoffs. TJ Edwards of the Philadelphia Eagles averaged 15 and a quarter points across that stretch, as well as Jalen Reeves Maben putting up 14.58 points average. So just a couple of really solid performances here from, you know, not sexy names. Jalen Reeves Maben of the Lions, TJ Edwards of the Eagles.
1: Yeah, uh, TJ Edwards, undrafted guy, but he's someone that's, you know, Interesting for Dynasty as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's still really young. He's 25.4, and he looked really good you know, out of the linebackers they had there. He looked like their best one, graded really well. Um, Going to be around next year, I think, so I think he has a good shot to retain that job. Um, so, yeah.
0: I got to say, I love Jalen Reeves' Maven's picture on Sleeper. He just looks like, man, I don't want to be in Detroit. Please, God, get me out of here. Like, I don't want to do this.
1: Yeah. Yeah, those poor guys. Do you Although see they, the
0: guys on this team? Yeah. Like this team is so bad. Yeah. That's uh they've They've been kind of frisky, though. Yeah. That's what they were saying on the athletic football show was about the Giants and this whole Joe Judge thing. Did you see this quote about, like, oh, yeah. I've got pending free agents in my office begging to stay, and I've yeah, got sure. previous free agents calling me. That Said are, you was the best coach yeah, you ever had, I would love Joe. To, I would love to be back there, even though I'm making more money. And Nate Tice was like, yeah, that's tampering. You, you can't do that. Yeah. and Which was just hilarious, because I'm sure Joe Judge doesn't realize that. But they were saying... The Giants are in the phase of their team building where they have like $200,000 in cap space next season. Oh, wow. They have nothing. Like they handed out $20 million to Kenny Galladay and a big contract like a Dory Jackson. You know, this was not a team that was rebuilding. This team was gearing up for a run, Mm -hmm. and they've been, they had negative 10 passing yards, the worst total in NFL history. And Joe Judge has the audacity to come out and say this. And they were like, Look at the Lions. This team is totally devoid of NFL talent. But like you've seen signs of life and signs of improvement. And way less talent. And the arrow Even though there's not is, a lot
1: in you know, New York.
0: Yeah. And the arrow is pointing up for Detroit, despite being, mm-hmm. you know, a pretty bad team in twenty twenty one. Yeah. The Giants, the arrow is pointing straight down. Like, this is a team in in need of a total reset, but for whatever reason, we talked about it a little bit last week, they just want to project this air of stability and competence when, I mean, this team, does does everyone remember Ben McAdoo? Like, this team has been a laughingstock for the better part of a decade.
1: (laughs) Oh, man, I bet they long for Ben McAdoo.
0: They're like, can we we please get McAdoo back? Yeah, Joe Judge is
1: a dork. He's not going to
0: work. He needs to go. Yeah, He's reached Trumpian levels of Mm -hmm. just, like, just self-absorption and just yeah. lying, just outright lying. Like, stop it. And No one buys that stuff. No one is saying What's this? wrong with There's so many hey, people that do Joe, that type stuff. Do you know what I would love? To come back and play for your horse shit team and make less money yeah. playing for said team. No one has ever said that, Joe. People aren't that dumb to believe that stuff. Like, who do they think they're fooling? I don't know. I think some people do buy that. Most head coaches are very, very very um I don't want to say dumb because I do think most head coaches are very intelligent but I think they get drunk on their own power yeah. sometimes and they think that they can just say whatever they want and we'll lap it right up yeah so we didn't even talk about probably the craziest thing that has happened on an NFL field in yeah, several AB. years with the AB uh Exodus I was at the game like scrolling through Twitter when it just started to blow up and yeah. I was like this cannot be real like have we have we slipped into the twilight zone here? What is going on? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's pretty tame, honestly, for a B. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that was a you know just something else to add par for the course. Like <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I would like to say I was surprised at this point, but really, no, yeah, I do love the meme that came out of it with like him like doing the kind of like jump in the air when the teams are actually in the background of the photo. I'm sure you've seen this one. I don't think I saw it. Man, it's a great it's a great memeable photo, but um, yeah. I don't know, and it's weird because Arians was like, he's no longer a buck, and yet they haven't released him yet. Well, I think because they're
1: worried about the, you know, the, the him saying that his he had an ankle injury and he couldn't return. So it's one of those like, can I? It's probably like a
0: legal type deal, right? Probably, but like you could figure that stuff out pretty quickly. Yeah, like he should already be gone. Uh, yeah. I do love him going out of the stadium shirtless and asking, like, the police officers for a ride to the airport. <laughs> like, that's just so on brand for AB. Yeah. And he's still in New York because he was at the Brooklyn Nets game, I think. Uh, yeah. Last yeah. night,
1: I think. Yeah, I think he did, like, a cameo, too, that I saw. But, yeah, you know, just more AB weirdness. Yeah. You got to be careful. A lot of people out there are going to get you canceled if you get, you know, we don't know what he's
0: going through. Well, also Tom Brady, who got, again, you know, white 40-year-old sports writers just were just creaming their pants hearing Tom Brady, (laughs) wanting to applaud. Look at this great man. He knows what A.B.'s going through. And it's like, yeah, but someone else said this. Didn't he also beg A.B. to come play more football, knowing that his brain was probably messed up from all the hits he had taken and just the... Mental instability he had demonstrated. So, yeah, how about you just backpedal a little bit, Tom? Yeah, get off your high horse. You you begged AB to come to Tampa Bay and play, knowing that. Yeah, we don't know what's going on with this guy, but come play
1: more football, AB. Let's win some rings. It's a tough situation, you know. It's like you one of those. He's like one of those guys that you think probably needs structure and stuff like that in like a a team environment. And you just worry. I worry about AB. Uh, I worry we're just going to see an awful A.B. story yeah. in a few years. Yeah. You know? So, um, yeah, that's always scary with guys like that. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's
0: hard to, like,
1: be, like, understanding with A.B. when he's done a lot of really bad things.
0: He's, he is unquestionably has some mental instability going yeah. on. And we, we're not psychiatrists. We don't need to try to diagnose A.B. But he's also just a bad teammate. Mm-hmm. A selfish person, a selfish person. And that's not just related to any kind of mental issues he has going on. He's just a bad person. Yeah. Like, there's a great list from Reddit floating around of, like, all the putrid stuff he's oh, done. Oh, it's like, yeah. It was four, four or five screenshots, yeah. yeah, of notes, of just bullet bulleted list of things that he's done. He's a scumbag. Yeah. And, you know, we can overlook a lot of that when you're talented And uh, you contribute to a winning team, and everything kind of gets glossed over. But, man, I agree with you. I think you need structure. But at the same time, you're walking on eggshells just hoping that grenade didn't go off. Yep, pretty much. So... What a weird – you posted that great video of, like, maybe 2022 will be normal. <laughs> that whole week, that's right, because it was, My it was God. the AB
1: stuff, the 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 uh, rail collapsing. What else was it, too? It was
0: Tua went to throw a ball, and it just totally flew out of his hands. <laughs> it was the weird helmet catch 2.0 with the Cardinals <laughs> right. and Cowboys and then something else just insane. Yeah. Yeah, 2022, 2022 is going to be awful, too. I saw make no mistake. I saw a great tweet. I think it was uh, Emily shared this when we were in Indy. She was like 2021 was like looking both ways before you cross the street and then getting hit by an airplane. <laughs> it's like, yep, 2022 has a very similar vibe going on. Yep. So to wrap things up here, folks, these are your championship superstars. Uh, Chuck Clark, Addy. Uh, these are guys week 17 that just went off for you. 38.95 points. Uh, so Bobby and Evan had the bet over under, I believe it was six or six and a half tackles. I think it was six and a half. And, uh, Bobby took the under Evan took the over. He had four solos, three assists, seven total tackles. Time Mm. to pay up Bobbo. Mm. You owe Evan some Mm. Skrilla, I believe, but also two picks. And, um, a defensive touchdown as well as three PBU. So Chuck Clark, man, nobody started him. Nobody started him. Who benefited from Chuck Clark going nuclear? Yeah, I, I, I mean, don't think anyone.
1: Yeah, he he's looked like his last three games: nine point two five points, seven point seven five points. Didn't play week fifteen. Then six point five points. Yeah, Cincinnati. you
0: you weren't starting unless you had like injuries elsewhere or something yeah. or COVID guys. Probably not in the finals with chuck clark is one of your starting two safeties i don't think so so another guy to mention here 34.4 points on 100 percent of the snaps this was fourth amongst all idp players dj reed of the seattle seahawks man seven solos one assist two ints nine interception return yards and a three three pass break what the hell was going on with dj reed let's go i like
1: dj reed He's uh, he's one of the guys that I liked early on in the year. Didn't okay. really do as well as I thought he would. I'm not going to
0: lie. I'm getting him confused, I think, with the other read that is also a defensive tackle. And uh, I was like...
1: Oh, yeah, DJ. Isn't that DJ Reader?
0: There we go. Get get, you. You, get your reader. Get That's you. why I was like, wait a minute. Is this a defensive tackle? No. And if so, how the hell did he get two interceptions?
1: Get your read. Also, yeah, it can be
0: short for reader. Get your read. Get you a, uh, just a, a book to read? Or are you just making it short for reader, right? Short for reader. Okay, I like that as well. Let's also move to number three here because this probably was a guy oh, yeah. that a lot of folks had starting, uh, including no, Joey the, the Tooth, tooth. <laughs> starting yeah, Alex Highsmith. That everyone from the Steelers just go absolutely yes, that's crazy. I like, bro,
1: I am over Baker Mayfield. <laughs> he, he is enemy number one. He for me. killed you. I do not like him. Also, with the whole Oldell narrative, I, he's he is dead, dead, dead. Dead, dead.
0: So Alex Highsmith went for 34.4 points on 79% of snaps, seven solos, three tackles for loss, two sacks, and two QB hits. Mm. Baker Mayfield, nine total sacks, I think, in that game. He's he's just going to have surgery and be done, right? He's like, that's enough of me. We're out of the playoffs. Yep, I think I'm good. Yeah, for sure. Another guy that uh, some people might have been starting. You never know. Von Miller, 32.35 points in week 17. This was sixth amongst all IDP players. Von Miller, what percentage of people do you think were starting Von Miller in their championship games? I, I doubt games?
1: there were many out there.
0: Less than 50%? Yeah. Yeah.
1: But hey, how about this for the Rams? Uh all these pieces
0: starting to heat up at the right time. All these new acquisitions. Yep, OBJ had the game-winning touchdown. Von, Von Miller. Miller had a great game, five solos, three tackles for loss and two sacks. They reminded me a little bit of like Tampa Bay. I was going to say they're are they 2021's Bucks? Maybe.
1: I mean, they're just getting hot at the right time. Those those, you know, in-season additions are starting to get comfortable, I think. Um
0: Watch out. Now, I will say, Watch a, out. a question that got brought up that I think is worth asking, do you think Matthew Stafford's boneheaded decisions might doom the Rams at some point in the playoffs? Yes. You realize he has four pick sixes this year? I, I know. That's the most in the NFL. Yeah, I think nine interceptions inside their own 30 that's or something crazy. like that. Yeah, that's uh, not good. That's wild. That's not where you want to throw a pick. On um, your side of the field. But, you know, Matt Stafford's really never been in these high-pressure situations like true. this. So,
1: we'll find out. We're going to find out a lot about
0: him. I and, still and, like the Rams. They were my Super Bowl pick along with the yeah. Bucks, So, that's that's still in play. We'll see how it goes. NFC
1: is just so tough. Um,
0: I mean, Packers are clicking. Yep.
1: Uh, I think they get Zaria Smith back as well here pretty soon. Maybe.
0: You got um, the Cowboys, which have been very up and down, but their highs are very high. Bucks are banged up, but I mean they'll you, you know Tom's always going to be it in out, it. Right? Yep, I mean that that uh that
1: end of that Jets game was unbelievable. Yeah, totally nice. Even though it's the Jets, I mean just to go the full length of the field. Yep, fifty seconds, it, not even that. We've just seen it in have any timeouts or a thousand times. times. Yeah, just amazing. Um, but yeah, NFC is is, is loaded. Lo- we're gonna do the playoff rankings next week. That is gonna be literally impossible. Like, I, I tried to get started on it. Like, I have no
0: confidence in any any team at all. Wow. I mean... Well, because playoff IDP rankings are, of course, based on confidence and how far those players can go the into the playoffs. Are, yeah, right. With the matchups are all going to be so Man. close. This is... Yeah. So, that from that angle of, like, who do you have confidence in getting you two, three weeks? You're right. This has been the worst year for it in terms of, like... I don't want to try to pick these games. Yeah. I would not want to be in Vegas trying to bet on that opening Wild Card weekend because that's yeah, what a cluster it's going to be. Chris Farley,
1: no idea gift. Yeah,
0: truly. And now we have Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Did you realize this for wildcard weekend? Oh, wow. Super wildcard weekend, as they call it. I'm with it. They bumped one of those Sunday games over to Monday. And it at the time, people were complaining because it is like three games Saturday, three games Sunday was pretty cool. But we're all going to be like, man, football on Monday. Yes, Let's sir. go. All right. Yes, we're not going to be complaining. No.
1: Easier to get to that Monday.
0: That's right. <laughs> we need it, folks. We do need we it. We all need it. Yes, sir. Speaking of needing it, Daddy, we need to hit the sack. This has been a good episode. Hope you all have enjoyed. A lot of fun. We have later on this week coming up the season one and a half finale of the Big Nickel IDP podcast with John Macri and Johnny the Greek. And, um... Stay tuned for some cool things happening with Big Nickel for Season 2. Of course, it has been officially renewed. John is working behind the scenes on the plans for Season 2.
1: Yeah, after
0: long negotiations. Yeah, we came to the negotiating table. We broke bread. We had some fried chicken. Sure. And we said, John, please do the pod again for Season 2. And he was like, no. (laughs) And we were like, please, John. He was like, okay, fine. Yeah, sucker. Yeah, <laughs> we'll show him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we appreciate you, John, doing that and look forward to that. Coming back for Season 2, we want to wish everyone in the IDP Hunger Games good luck. This is it, Addy, the final week, Week 18. All the teams that were in the championship games, and we're going to drop the winners on Twitter. We're waiting on District 5. So we'll even if you lost,
1: even if you lost, even
0: if you lost, you still have a chance. It. It's all the teams that made the championship game are getting rematched for week 18, and it's just highest point score across all the districts. Did you notice me changing my lineups on RSO? No.
1: Okay, because as soon as I was do- I was, I was uh, going ahead and subbing out for next year, you know, oh. I was just, just <laughs> mentally getting ready. All the expiring contracts, those were all going to the bench. Uh, yeah, just mentally getting ready. And then as soon as I was doing all that stuff, Josh sent me a message like, hey, you know that uh, – you guys know that you want to set your best lineups for Week 18, right? And I was like,
0: uh, okay, I <laughs> have to move some stuff around. Let me get that set. <laughs> yeah. Literally got to yeah, rearrange all my lineups. Rearrange so, all the deck chairs. So, yeah. Uh, didn't know that. That's great, yeah. though. Yeah, so everyone has a chance. All, you know, it's 12 tributes in the Hunger Games. Yeah, in this one, That's baby. That's right. He's going back out there, damn it. And uh, we've got 12 tributes for the, fi- uh, the finals. So, one of those teams will get their... Name engraved on this beautiful trophy that RSO sent us, which we will uh, tweet out a picture of once we know the official winner. What's well, going to be wild is if we somehow have a tie. I don't know what we're going to do as a tiebreaker. Maybe if you won your championship, you bench. get the nod. Goes to the bench. Goes to the bench. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll figure it. We'll figure something out. I don't know. Hopefully, we don't end up in this situation. Goes to the bench. I'm calling it right now. We go out to hundredths of a point on RSO, so hopefully, we don't have to do this. Goes to the bench. It's going to go. We'll just let the highest bench is the champion. We've decided this now. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Well, thank you all, and best of luck to everybody. We appreciate everyone who participated in those listener leagues this year. They've been a lot of fun. Enjoyed keeping up with those. Shout out to our patrons as well. Like Addie said, we'll be back next week doing the IDP rankings for the NFL playoffs. So stay tuned. That's always a lot of fun. We'll talk through our league setup as well. If you want to run one of these uh, NFL playoff fantasy leagues, they are a ton of fun. So taking us out, Sugar Daisy. This is actually a hidden track, Addy, from their ending song on the album, Luminosity. You let us in on the fact that there's a little Hidden track at the end that's of that. That's right. That's right. little Easter egg. little Easter egg track. So this is a follow-up to one of our favorites, Fog on the Pond and a Whistle on the Wind. So without further ado, we will see you all next week. Take care. Here is Sugar Daisy.
2: a log on the cabin and the cabin on the hill My grandma was the real deal She'd wake up alone and cook us all a meal with the log on the cabin and the cabin on the hill She liked her coffee black and a whiskey dry She'd play cards with the family late into the night, and every time she lost, she tried to pick a fight, and there's a log on the cabin, and the cabin's in the night, yeah, when granddad died, we moved it to a home, she'd sneak out at night and walk to the convenience store, buy a